At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. Hey, folks, you want to show? Well, here it goes, suckers. Hey. This is that story show, people. Hallelujah. You're watching. Hey, who's cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into the street. I was <laughs> I left her some guano. <laughs> Hey, podcast people, this is That Story Show, where we're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. This is episode 380-something, brought to you the week of August 5th, 2021. I'm your sometimes host, James Kennison. My good friend is not here. Hi, John. How are you doing? John is away because he has a job, and... uh he has a job for a school, and he does all of the laptops, all of the Chromebooks, as they call them. And that is a terrible job. I don't know that I've ever told him that, but he's told me that. That part of it is a terrible part. And I can't imagine managing a bunch of Chromebooks for a bunch of kids, them picking off keys. That, that's what I would imagine be the main thing is uh, I'm missing the home row. W-A-S-D-J-K-L semicolon, the whole thing. Space bar. I, you know. Anyway, hi. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, James Kennison, and I've been, um, I've been away for a number of weeks. And I feel a explanation is in order. I suffer extremely. I mean, it is stupid how depressed I am. I have major depressive disorder and anxiety. And over the last eight or nine years, it has eaten my life. 
It has taken everything except my family and a couple of friends and this freaking podcast and you guys. And I'm telling you something. When you've lost so much and there's only a few things left, you realize what really matters. And I say that to say that I hated being away. I hated not being able to do the show. But the reason I couldn't is because I was trying to get better. Every now and then I get motivated. I'm like, dadgummit, we're going to fight this depression. We're going to go to the doctor. We're going to get some medicines. We're going to switch things up. We're going to try something new. And depression says, oh, yeah. And I said, yeah. And depression says, oh, yeah. And I say, I'm, I'm not going to say it again. And he says, well, what do you got for me? And I give him some new medications and he eats them up. And he says, oh, that's supposed to make you happy. Well, how about tired instead? Oh, that's supposed to help your um, depression. How about it just makes you sleep all day? Um, oh, you want to mess with the dosage? How about it makes no difference how much of this you take at all? And so that's been my month. Me trying to get ready to be able to help with something with my church. Fiddling around with dosages and new medications. And it just taking away everything to do with my personality and my desire to be able to do anything. And I'm going to tell you when you have so little like I do right now, that makes, that brings you joy and so little that you can actually accomplish like this podcast. And that is taken away from you. I want to tell you, it is devastating when you can't freaking do your own hobby. It is bad. I don't say that to make anybody feel sorry for me, by the way. I just want, I, 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 I love you guys. You're my people. And you deserve to know what's going down. I got a whole show for you. Um, it is a solo, just like this. It's a little different. But you know what? When, you're, when you find that you have the energy to podcast, you do it. John, like I said, is off. He's got other things he's got going on. And he told me yesterday and he gave me his blessing and he helped me choose the story for the treasure um, competition that is way overdue. And um, so we're going to get started. Um, As far as, uh, weekly rewinds go they go like this all right so um i i can't it's been so long i don't remember if i've shared this or not that's how long it's been i've kind of forgotten how to you know podcast but uh i was driving with my wife and we were going to lunch and we were driving down this particular type of 
parking lot. I guess it's not particular. I mean, it was just a parking lot. And all of a sudden, somebody just full blast backs into my truck. Hit the back right wheel. Knocked the whole back end of the truck back uh, about a foot. Dented it up real good. And I hit the brake, but I hit the gas at the same time. And so my back wheels spun out and pushed me and the, you know, the car that was connected to me suddenly forward about a foot before I, you know, I, before I was able to gain control of my foot and say, stop, stop properly. Stop, 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 stop being going, going stoppy. So, um, anyway, it was a young girl. I say young girl because her, her license uh, in Missouri, if you have a vertical license, you are under the age of 21. If it's orientated vertically and hers was orientated vertically. And, um, none of this is the particularly, you know, weird part, but what was weird was when the cop showed up and, um, he asks, for our stories and you know i'm like i'm somewhat of a storyteller myself you know but i let her go first and um it was interesting hearing her side of things she says this she says i looked left and right and then i backed up and he came out of nowhere And I kind of cocked my head to the side and I'm like, I came out of nowhere. Surely you jest. I came logically from the direction I was going. Like if you rewind time, my truck would go backwards and probably go toward the entrance. Um, It's not nowhere. No, I know what she meant. I mean, I think we've all said that and we've all felt that if you've been in an accident and then boom, they came out of nowhere. But I'd never heard anybody, I think, tell a cop that. And here's what I heard when as a 47, almost, I ain't 47 yet. I got, I got uh, five, six, seven, eight. I got three more days till I'm 47 or 48. Am I 47 already? Oh, I don't know. I'm 1973. Hey, Google, what is uh, 2021 minus 1973? Okay. Hey, Google, what is 2021 minus 1973? Forty-eight. I'm gonna be forty-eight in three days. Okay, so I'm I'm forty-seven right now. And what I heard that woman say, that young lady say, was I looked left and right, as if I was pulling forward out of a intersection after a stop sign or something, and then I quit looking, and then I went backwards at full blast. And he came out of nowhere. 
He appeared in this plane. He had no existence outside of my knowledge of him. Him and his wife were miraculously conceived right there on the pavement and with the express purpose of scaring me and messing up my hair. Okay, so I don't know. I I didn't feel like I came from nowhere. I've got a whole life of memories. And, you know, 25 years of marriage I just celebrated last month. I have two children, a home. I can pretty much prove that I came from a small town in Georgia called St. Mary's. And I went to school there and graduated. Um, before that lived in Yulee, Florida. And then before that Jacksonville, Florida, uh, went to school at Pina States elementary and was born in the city of Gainesville, Georgia, Florida, not Georgia. There is a Gainesville, Georgia. Um, uh, I don't know what the name of the hospital was, but I have a birth certificate that says that I had a mom and a dad and it was 1973 on August 8th, 8-8-1973. I did not come out of nowhere. (laughs) I had a life that wove its way through this world. I had a marriage. I had a home. I had all these things. And then I had a hunger that I shared with my spouse that drove me to this restaurant and passed your car where you ran into me because you looked left and right, quit looking, and because you were under 21, thought that that was significant enough And you rammed me as hard as you could on accident because you're an inexperienced driver. It's either that or I materialized on the spot because I came out of nowhere. I'll leave it to you, the viewer. This is now a mystery, uh, crime mystery podcast. What do you think? Did James Kennison... And his wife, Jennifer Kennison, appear from the ether to come and torture this poor lass. I don't know. I will, I will admit that we did a little bit of research on the girl. Because the insurance card she gave us was not for the SUV, the mid-sized SUV that she was driving. It was for a Maserati, my friends. And so I had, you know, gotten her driver's license. So I typed her address into Google maps and did a little Zillow search. I know this sounds really creepy, but you know, you, you, you get an insurance card for a Maserati. You want to find out what the heck is going on. There's, there's more to the story there. You know. I don't believe she came out of nowhere. I want to find out where she came out of. And she came out of a million and a half dollar house is what she came out of. And so I think I, um, I think I just messed up her perfect day. And I don't think very many bad things have happened to her. And, um, 
So anyway, she seemed pleasant for someone that had, you know, tried to kill me. But anyway, so that's my weekly update. I came from nowhere. I have a special power that you know not of. And be careful. Be careful while you're out there. If you only look back left and right and you don't look backwards. See, see, that's the thing. When you back up, back up and look the entire time. I don't care if you have a rear facing camera or not. You look backwards. You look in the direction you're going. And you look around, I do it nervously because I have run into so many things like telephone poles mostly because they sneak, they come out of nowhere. (laughs) Uh, But be careful, I was trying to say, um, because I could appear with my wife in my um, 2013 white Toyota or Nissan, Nissan Frontier. I have a Toyota. We could appear behind you at any time out of nowhere. So let's uh, do some listener stories. Hi, how are you doing? Welcome back. Yeah. All right. I know how to do this part of the show. This is the part of the show where you tell stories and you share them with your friend, John. And John makes comments and we banter and we have laughters and memes are made that are shared for years and this episode is going to have none of that because it's just going to be me talking and i'm feeling kind of weird today i i feel like i haven't done this for a while you know but it should be enjoyable you know Some people will probably even do me the disservice of telling me I enjoyed that show more than I've enjoyed any other episode you've ever done. Or they'll, they'll, they'll back it up a little bit and say, that's the best show that that's been out in a while. Okay. I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I'm saying that because you you will be doing me a disservice if you do that. So now everybody's going to do it. But the reason why is I'll get all paranoid and, and John will get paranoid and he'll be like, well, is it me? Do I, do I cause it to not be the, the, the other shows? Do I cause them not to be as good? Is James supposed to be doing this show solo? Is, is the formula that we've perfected over the years flawed in some way? <laughs> I'm just going to ignore all the emails. Surely none of you would do that to me. Great show, James. Best show in a while. See, I'm the kind of guy that if if you come up and you say, hey, you look good today. I'm the guy that's going, what about yesterday? What do you mean today? I look good today. What do I do? I got to look at myself and and I got to take a picture. I got to make it look the same every day. Anyway, this is called Soggy Payday. And, um, it's, pr- it's pretty good. I was wondering when I was reading it, cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of water in this story, but, um, then something weird happens at the end and it kind of, it kind of changes the tone of the whole story. Uh, you, you think it's one genre and then this thing happens and then it becomes a different genre of story. And for that reason, 
I celebrate it. Um, I'd like to mention before I read this story that we are doing the competition still. Even though everything we said about it has been postponed and rewritten because the dates were all wrong. Um, this is actually episode two of the three shows that we will be doing uh, for the treasure competition for $100, $50, or $25, depending on if you get first, second, or third place. Um, so just take all of the dates and times and things that we mentioned in previous shows and then just post-date them. I don't have those dates in front of me right now. But uh, I just figure if we didn't do the shows that we were supposed to do this, you know, on those dates, you just kind of post-date it. So there you go. All right. So here we go. I, I, I built this story up. So let's let's get into it. Um, it's called Soggy Payday. A couple months ago. And, and by the way, this is from Isaac from Alabama. He says, my family and a few of my friends went to Dollywood for a graduation trip. Yeah, Dollywood. If you don't know, Dollywood is an Appalachia-themed amusement park in East Tennessee. And they also have one down in Florida. It's, uh, it's, it's by uh, Dolly Parton. It's her theme park. And I think the one in Florida has been dumbed down to just a eating experience where you eat with your hands and watch uh, horses dance and frolic and stuff with people on them. Anyway, me and my sister and my two friends were discussing what to ride next. My sister really wanted to do Daredevil Falls, a.k.a. the 30-year-old log flume ride that's at every amusement park. I normally love thrill rides, but I really didn't want to go on it because I didn't want to get wet. Well, you never know about flumes, you know. Sometimes you get one and you're dry as a bone. I like them because you can snuggle. And um, so I usually ride them with my wife. Cause I don't like snuggling with, there's nothing more awkward than being in a four, four person flume. And there's two people and they don't know each other. One guy's desperately clinging to the front of the boat. The other guy is trying to act relaxed at the back of the boat. And there's no separation, uh, or divisions between the seats. You know, like I said, it can accommodate up to four friends, but if you're not friends, <laughs> And, and, and they shouldn't do that. They should give everybody their own flume boat or whatever they're called. Transference, transveyance. But um, sometimes that happens with kids, especially. And it's just funny to see. But anyway, nevertheless, I was dragged on the ride against my better judgment. Me and my sister got in the front row of the log. There we go. That's what they're called. The log. Of course. Things went wrong immediately. To start the ride, the boat drops off the conveyor belt, and it's just dropped down in the water so it can begin floating. Yeah, the little side catchers pull away. Yeah. And I feel my feet getting wet, and the log has filled up with six inches of standing water. I was freaking out since my log apparently had a leak, and my tennis shoes were somewhat soaked. Yeah, in six inches of water, I'd imagine so. I mean, that, that, that pretty much means it's gone over the cusp of the shoe. 
and it has gone down into the sock and traveled through to the toes. But it's the worst to have wet feet at an amusement park with all the walking that I had to do. I was not happy. The water receded as the boat leveled out, but the ride was far from over. The boat was carried up a 50-foot conveyor to the top of the ride, just like the first drop. The drop from the conveyor to the water resulted in more water entering the boat, and at this point, my shoes were drenched, and we hadn't even gotten to the big drop yet. You should have stood up for yourself, Isaac. Don't don't let people force you into a log. You know, it should be a, a rule. Nobody has to get into a log if they don't want to, especially a wet log, a waterlogged log. As the log slowly drifted closer and closer to the massive drop, I wasn't nervous for the drop or for the splash, but for my poor feet that were about to get soaked from a hole in the boat. Aren't we past that now, Isaac? The boat tipped over the edge. I could only think of one thing, please. Please don't let the water rise above the seat. (laughs) Yeah, you got a point there. That's a legitimate concern. Please don't let the water rise above the seat. Uh, Because that would be the worst. You know, just just to barely touch your bum, you know, and your crotch area. And and then you, you walk out and it looks like you peed yourself. That would be fantastic. The log zoomed down the flume toward my impending doom. I'm a poet and didn't know it. The log hit the water and the water flooded my feet and the water thankfully stopped a few inches from my seat, but my feet and my legs were still in water. So I lifted my feet out of the water, but the story doesn't stop there. As soon as I looked down in the swirling water below, I kid you not, a $5 bill floated out from under my seat and I snatched it out of the water and I raised it triumphantly over my head. As we sailed back to disembark, I asked the other passengers if the money was theirs, but none of them claimed them. And that is the story of how I won $5 from a broken log flume ride i still don't know how the money got there but my friends and i joked that the log flume ride was trying to pacify me after my miserable experience isaac from alabama that money came out of nowhere it came out of nowhere man it had no existence before you found it no i love that story because you know, you'd think it's about wet feet, but no, it's about overcoming it with the power of money. And finding money is fun. I can't think of the most amount of money I've ever found, but I think it was $20, like on the side of the daggum road. And I don't know who loses $20. I, I'm sure I've lost a lot more than I've ever found, but It's fun finding money. Nowadays, as an old man, I find money in my winter coat. Every year, I'll put my hands in my pockets, and I guarantee you two things. There will be a napkin from some weird restaurant, and apparently the last one I ate at, because I have a habit of carrying a napkin out with me. It's almost a comfort thing, like a baby blanket. Just to have one. Even now as I'm talking about it, I'm rubbing my thumb against my fingers as if I'm holding that 
paper towel in my hand, but there will also be um, a bill. And sometimes it's $10, sometimes five, sometimes a couple of ones. Who knows what I was doing back when it just got too warm to wear that jacket that one last time. But it's, it's a nice surprise. It's a nice surprise. That was supposed to be our opening story. But I'm doing things my way because there's no one here to change me. Let's do some listener email real quick, and then we'll get back into um, listener stories. Donna says, um, no story to tell. I just wanted to thank you for the new diet plan. And I'm like, what? And she says, I just finished listening to that story show, 383, The Wrong Bowl. Unfortunately, I was trying to eat my lunch at all the regurgitation stories, and they helped me realize that I really didn't need to eat at all today. Thank you. Love you anyway, Donna. Well, you know, whatever we can do every now and then we got to purge. No pun intended. We have to purge the puke stories out of the system because they do pile up. And the unfortunate dilemma that we run into is whatever kind of stories we share on the show. Those are the kind of stories we get in the email in the following weeks, because what people do is they listen to the show. And if it's a story about a dog. They go, you know what? I have a story about a dog. And they write it up and they send it in. If it's a story about puke, they're like, oh, I threw up one time. It was pretty funny. I'm going to write it up, send it into that show. If it's a story about a car accident or appearing out of nowhere, they're like, you know what? One time I appeared out of nowhere. I'm going to write it up and send it in. I've been waiting for an outlet for this story. So um, they do pile up if I don't purge them. So thank you, Donna, for putting up with it. And, you know, I hope good luck on the diet. Hope you're not too fat like me. Dear James and John, my name is Evelyn. I'm typing this through my mom's email. Here's my story. I have a friend who loves this podcast. And when she was nine... She was listening and she heard something that horrified her. And that was this. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. It was awful. She she couldn't listen to the show anymore. She, she waited in agony until her 10th birthday. And when that day finally came, she was so excited to be able to continue listening. And I hope you realize that at this point that the friend was actually me. Love you guys. You're both the best. And I hope it makes it on the show. Evelyn, Evelyn, I hope this isn't true. When we say rated E for everyone, 10 and up, it's mostly a way to get rid of Karens. Do you understand? I believe the show is, is, is good enough for everybody. I really do. I mean, short of like five-year-olds and stupid kids and stuff. Uh, and when I say stupid kids, I mean babies because babies are stupid. They're kind of dumb. Um, cute, but dumb. Um, we, we say this to get rid of Karens because I was getting a flood of emails from all the Karens. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you say you're family friendly. You say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you say you're family friendly when you tell a story about puking and thinking I have to now explain to my precious baby Spencer what puking is. 
I can't believe you say you're family friendly and you talk about Disney World and you told them that Mickey Mouse wasn't real. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you say you're a family friendly and then you would say that there was no Santa Claus. I'm telling you. We added this. Created E for everyone, 10 and up. To get rid of Karens. You know what Karens are. Karens have become quite popular. I actually watch videos on YouTube about Karens. And they're getting worse, not better. Anyway, I just want to remind you, since it's here in the show notes, that we do have a contest currently going on. And you've got one more week to participate in it. We are giving away $100 for the best story as voted by myself and John Steinklopper. Second place gets $50. Third place gets $25. I think it's an awesome idea. It's a cool, cool, cool thing. It was first announced. uh, Well, it was going to be announced on July 1st, but it didn't work out, did it? No. Um, But the entry started on 610. And I'm going to cut them off on... Uh, Wednesday the 11th, so August the 11th will be the new end date. So get them in by Wednesday of next week. You have to hashtag treasure somewhere in the subject line or in the in the story itself. It could be after your name. I don't care where it's at. It's just it's just I want you. To, I want to know that you know that you're entering a contest. And the entries will be judged by John and myself, and a finalist will be chosen. Each week from the stories chosen to be read on the show, no purchase is necessary. Only one entry per person, but you can still send in stories, just, you know, not ones marked treasure. Or if you do, and we pick one, we won't pick the other until we're done with the contest. So just do us all a favor and only send in one entry with the hashtag. It's U.S. only this time. Sorry, folks. And it's only if it's legal in your state. And it ain't my job to figure that out. It's up to you. So if you know that you live in a state that hates their people getting free money, then don't enter the contest. Because I am eager to give this money away. Because we have a Patreon. And our patrons give us money. And it's so crazy. They are amazing. And it blows my mind. And at the same time, puts so much pressure on me when I'm depressed. Oh my gosh. They, they know this. I, I email them and I message them and I tell them how wonderful they are, but how much pressure it is to not be able to do shows, but still make money on the show. You know what I'm saying? Cause they still sponsor even when I don't do podcasts and it's, it's crazy and you feel even worse cause you're taking people's money and all that but i digress the point is they're amazing and wonderful and there's nothing wrong with them at all except for their taste in podcasting and uh they give money and i got a little extra you know i had some i i wasn't putting to use so i said you know what let's try this and let's let's spread the love a little bit and let's act like we're a big boy podcast and we'll have a competition. And then I decided to go get depressed and all jangly in my emotions and couldn't do the shows. 
And of course, that's the way it would work. Everybody that knows me knows my my luck, my luck level. It's not very good. So, but we're back and hopefully we'll be back next week and the week after and the week after. Hopefully this is it. You know, that this is the new normal for me and I can do shows and give away money. So, um, we will be announcing the winner next Thursday, uh, the 12th. So the cutoff date is the 11th. We'll announce the winner on the next show, the 12th, and we will announce second place and third place as well. And then, um, the winners will email in their, uh, email address and you will have a PayPal account because that's how we're going to pay you and we will send you your money and no one will get a butt hurt. No one will email in and say, I can't believe you didn't even read my story on the show. And everybody will have a great, wonderful time and take it very lighthearted and be happy for the winner, you know, and that way we can do it again because I'm going to tell you right now, like, like a whole classroom full of kindergartners. If y'all can't have a good attitude about this, we will not do it again. You hear me? Do you hear me? Do I? Mm. Mm. Okay. All right, let's go out and play. Okay, so thanks patrons, by the way. We can do this because of you. So you're awesome. Uh, we got some iTunes reviews brought to you by mypodcastreviews.com where if you go over there and you're a podcaster, you can pay this guy and uh, he's a friend of the show and um, my podcast reviews.com and you pay him and he will, he's got this system that goes and looks up all of your reviews, not just from um, iTunes, but there's an iTunes for every major country in the world. There's an iTunes separate store. And for so long, I didn't even know this. But um, his program, what it does is it goes through and it searches all of the stores and it pulls out all of the reviews that you will miss. And it emails them to you every week or every day or every month. It's all up to you how you want to do it. He's constantly adding new features. It's a great, it's a great thing. Um, and, and truth be told, there's a way to get this for free. There is a way for you to look up your own podcast reviews, but it is hard and it's difficult and it is contrived and it would take forever. Um, but I enjoy getting um, reviews from Canada and the UK and from other English speaking countries that you wouldn't even think, you know, do English as a primary language, but it's awesome. So anyway, uh, this one says painful. This is how they decided to, to leave their five-star reviews. Painful. I laugh so hard at every episode that I lose a body part. So far, I've had to reattach my butt 381 times and counting. Great podcast. Pickle fan for life. I I don't even want to imagine that. Um, Because for you to have to reattach your butt and pick it up off the floor like I'm imagining, you would have to be pantsless um, or be wearing some loose you know, cutoffs or something and your butt slides down the back of your legs, falls on the ground. Um, you say, uh Oh, or oops, or 
<laughs> this is embarrassing if it happens in you know public. And uh, you pick up your butt, you walk to the nearest private area because it's still a private part, even if it's not attached. And you you adjust your waistband and and lower your trowel, and you reach back with both hands, and hopefully you can find a mirror of some kind. You do not want to get it upside down <laughs> and poop up, as John would say. Um, you want to get that thing on straight so that you don't sit weird. Anyway, 381 times. Good Lord. And counting. So you have a time, you have a little clicker counter like people at, at big churches do. Click, 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 click. You're testing. And, uh, I'm sure there's an app out there, but, but timer, but clicker that you can just tap the screen every time your butt falls off. So, okay. Enough of that. Great podcast says best fan. This podcast is really great. Thanks for putting your all into that review. You know, it, it, it's not often that somebody takes the time to leave a review, but then to just pour your soul into it. That's what I got out of this one. This podcast is really great. Thank you. Best fan. If that's my best fan, I don't want to meet a normal fan. This podcast is really, it's all right. That's my normal fan. And Jennifer, Jennifer, sweetie. Ah, she left a review. First of all, that was like as long as the declaration of independence, but I don't want to say that in a bad way because what she wrote was, um, borderline, heart-wrenching i mean well no it wasn't borderline it was borderline gut-wrenching but it was definitely it touched my heart and she had a lot of stuff to say about the suffering she's been through over the last few years and how much the show has meant to her and we get these occasionally and they always mean so much but even though she posted it in a forum in a forum that is uh, uh public I didn't want to do her the disrespect of reading it on the show. It it felt like a message more than an email, more than, more than something public. Of course you can sneak around and go to you, YouTube, look up iTunes and look up Jennifer's thing and read it. Um, there's nothing secret or anything on it. It's nothing that's going to, you know, it, it's just life has been rough on Jennifer and I wanted to acknowledge her without bringing the show down you know to, to sad places um so anyway we're gonna do some listener stories and i'm um i know i played it earlier so i won't play it again but i have to do this and that is say that today's stories are sponsored by betterhelp.com which um which is interesting because i i i love them um what interferes with your happiness? I'll tell you what interferes with my happiness is, is the lack of it. Sometimes, you know, is something preventing you from reaching your goals similar to me? Like as much as you want to do something, you just can't seem to get around to doing it and you go and and you don't do it. And then you deal with not only not doing it, but the stress and the pressure of having not done it, which makes the next thing you have to do even worse. Better help can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed 
professional therapist, somebody to talk to about this stuff. Connect in a safe, private, online environment. It's so convenient. We've learned that in 2020, if, if nothing else, is uh, online communication has gotten so much easier. And they've got it down. They really do. They were doing it before 2020. I've been using them for over a year. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. And it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, unless you live in Canada. And financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide, unless you live in Canada and you get it for free. Um, There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area, which I like about it. I, I mention it all the time that you go through and you pick out who you want. They give you suggestions, but you can choose. And and the cool thing is if you don't like them, you can fire them instantly and then go find another one. But they tell you what they're about. And um, I, I like that because there's certain type of therapy. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not down with. Like, I'm not a cognitive behavioral therapy kind of fan. I don't, I don't, I believe it works, but it has to work. It only works for people with a certain amount of energy. And I think it works with people that have a certain kind of depression. But when you have zero to give and zero to put out, you can't talk yourself or think yourself or feel yourself out of your depression. And so I'm not a cognitive behavioral therapy fan. So if I see someone's a specialist in that, I just scroll past them. And, you, and, and imagine how long that would take to do in your own small town or city if you live in a city. You know, you'd have to go to a visit to find that out or make a phone call and all that. It's just, you know, you can you can pick up a religious person or a non-religious person. You can pick male or female. You, it, I'm telling you, it's, uh, it, it is a good service. That's why we're promoting it all year. I want to help you start living a happier life today. As a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash that story show. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that story show. And uh, tell them we sent you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All right, this one's called Daredevil Dog. Hello, James and John. It's been so long since I've sent in a story. Well, the funny thing, it's been a while since we've read one. But I want I went on vacation to a cabin this summer. We went on vacation. We just got back. Me and the family, we went to Colorado and uh, flew into Denver and drove out. And we stayed in a cabin. And the kids have never seen any scary movies, so they weren't scared that we were in the cabin in the middle of nowhere. 
me and the wife kind of were. <laughs> but uh, anyway, she says, uh, we went on vacation to a cabin, and I think I finally have something show-worthy. So without further ado, let's set the scene. The house we were in that week was in the mountains, with the front door being at the top of a hill and the garage door being lower down an incline at the bottom leading from the front door to the garage was a short sloping driveway lined by a wall, a retaining wall. The best way I could describe the wall is imagine the incline is like a roller coaster, but smaller and filled in with brick. I hope that gives you an idea of what we're looking at. It does. Thank you. It's a roller coaster, except smaller. Our story begins with me. My uncle will call him B. No, we won't. We will not call him B. He's your uncle. We'll call him Bunkle. So our story begins with me and my Bunkle and my dad at the garage with the door open playing ping pong. The game was getting intense and my dad let out a shout of victory after scoring a point. Well, as you probably know, as a dog owner yourself, dogs are clingy. Mine aren't. Mine don't respond to me. They don't. They know I don't like them. And so their gift to me their gift to you would be to run up to you jump up on your knees because they're tiny dogs and and just say hey i'm here for you i love you instantly and i want you to pet me um their gift to me is they stay out of my way and and that's how they show they love me but anyway um your dogs are clingy and normal dogs are clingy and you're right so when they hear the voice of the one that feeds them and walks them, they come running. You're, you're right about that. Unfortunately for us, our dog, who was on the inclined wall, took that to the extreme. And we heard our other uncle, we'll call him R. Nope. No, nope, we'll call him Runkle. So Bunkle and Runkle. You got a lot of uncles with rhyming names. So we heard our uh, other uncle, Runkle, screaming, holy crap from the top of the driveway and me and my dad and Bunkle went out of the garage to find the dog rolling head over heels down the driveway and Runkle chasing after him. What happened was after hearing my dad's voice, the dog had decided that instead of running the short distance around down the incline to reach his father, he would hurl himself off an at least seven foot drop. And then hit the pavement below at an angle, causing him to roll the rest of the way. After the tumble, he popped up, happy as a clam, with his tail wagging. We do not know what may, we do not know how he made it out with only a busted lip and a bruised ego. I don't even think dogs have bruised egos. I don't think they care. They're like, hey, <laughs> just <laughs> the world was upside down. Um, thank you for reading it, and I hope you're doing well. And by the way, I start high school in a week. So if you want to tag this as middle school drama, this is your last chance. Noobs of the universe, no soul. Don't say it's true. Uh, um, uh, move out of the way, stupid. Uh, oh, they keep growing up. Our middle schoolers keep growing up. It's terrible. Well, say hi to your uncle and buncle for me. And please call him that from now on. You can even say Uncle Runkle or Uncle Buncle. It'll be glad. It'll be, it'll be good. Good for them. And then when they ask you why, and right before they commit you, uh, you can tell them about the show and maybe they'll start listening, but yeah, dogs are dumb. This just proves that dogs are really dumb. Um, we, we 
went on vacation recently, I mentioned, and uh, we left our, we have two dogs. Um, we have a dog I hate and a dog I don't like. And the dog we don't like, I don't like, is a good dog. I just don't like dogs. Um, so he gets to stay with a friend of ours. And she has a couple of cats, and he enjoys teasing them. And he can stay out of his cage. He doesn't get in the trash. He doesn't chew up paper. He doesn't uh, chew up shoes. He, he's just, he's, he's almost like a cat himself. He gets along great with the fellow cats. The dog we hate is more of a real dog. You know, like spunky, happy, tail wagon, greets you at the door, pushes over the trash can. We recently spent over a hundred dollars on a on a stupid trash can. I looked on Amazon, and I looked for the heaviest looking trash can I could find, and the one I found was two trash cans combined. You know, like like those double toasters that large families buy. This one is two trash cans side by side inside of a container that is big enough to hold both trash cans. And I'm like, if that dog can push this thing over, then I will stop trying and I will write a glorious review about how amazing my dog is. Cause my dog has been pushing over the kitchen trash a new thing she figured out but she can't do it now <laughs> anyway so the dog we hate has we we don't we can't leave her with anybody so we had been boarding her but my wife had a friend at work that said you know what we would love to take your dog your puppy is so cute oh my gosh and i will admit even though it hurts me to say so that the dog is and cute and i don't tell my kids i said this because they will they will freak out because i've never said that publicly and um i hate the dog and so therefore i have to have to hate the looks of the dog as well but the dog is objectively cute okay so anyway just got to recover from having had to say that but so she wanted to take care of the dog. So we drove over and it would save us $150, but we didn't want to do it to her. We were scared. We're like, my wife only has a couple of work friends. What if we take the bad dog over there and she just wreaks havoc because this dog does chew up paper. This dog does go through and get your panties and socks out of the dirty clothes. This one does push over the freaking kitchen trash even though she's half the size of the trash can. I mean, not even half the size. She jumps up on it like a freaking circus dog. And, and until she, my, the reason why we know is my, my daughter set up a camera on the kitchen floor and walked away and we caught the dog on time delay. She set it up on a time delay and it started recording when it saw movement and we caught the dog doing its trick. And it bounces itself against the trash can until it falls over. And then he walks around. She, she walks around and uh, she rummages, rummages through and finds fun things. So anyway, what if, what if this happens and no longer does my wife have a friend and she only has one friend at work, but we went by and dropped her off and um, the dog uh, got along with the other, with their dog. And got along with the baby. They're, they have a baby, 
uh, a year, year and a half old, still a baby, which was amazing to the, to the family because their own dog doesn't like the baby because I guess that, you know, he's just jealous, I guess, but our dog liked it. So, but the one thing that and my whole point, um, is dogs are dumb is because the dog didn't do anything bad. Really? I mean, it had, it had one, one accident and, uh, because, uh, it was, a, it was a communication error really. And, uh, they, they owned it. They said, you know, look, that, that poop came out of nowhere really. And, uh, so, um, but what happened is it was a thunderstorm one night and the dog jumped up on their bed and then tried to climb and sleep on top of their heads. That didn't work for them. So they put her in her pen where she was happy and fine. You know, they, they like their crates. They really do. I like them in their crates. And it just so happens that they see it like a den, a protective den. And, uh, it was either that or sleep head sleeping. So, you know, they, they didn't have it. So my dog is really dumb because she thought sleeping on their heads was going to protect them from thunder. So my dog's thunder buddy is here. Um, this one's called a blue sucker, uh, from Becca. Hello. My name is Becca. I love your show. Now onto the story. I like that. She's, she's not buttering us up. Who cares about James and John and how they're doing? Who cares about how great the show may or may not be? Just love the show. Here's the story. So I'm having a normal day watching some anime at 8 p.m. And I see a broken part of my cactus pen. Oh, no, it broke. I thought I didn't complain, though, because it was a pen. But also, I didn't throw the ink thing away. Then I have the bright idea of sucking on the back. I thought, oh, it will be fine after all that stuff is keeping ink from even coming, though it's defying gravity because it was defying gravity. I thought that there was a plastic stopped, but no, there's not a lot of punctuation in this story, but no ink starts to flood my mouth. I know on my mom's floor frantically, but the problem is I can't take, I know more. She finally comes out, sees my tongue. And brings me to the bathroom where I wash out my moth. M-O-T-H. Let me tell you, ink does not take good. Doesn't take good. I don't know what she means there. I don't I don't get it. Take good. Wonder what she could have meant. But we didn't have to call poison control, so that's good. Hopefully, this is read on the show. She she rephrased it. <laughs> Hopefully this is read upon the show. I I, the rest of it was in middle school jargon, but at the end, I hope this is read upon the show. Goodbye, Becca. So, um, I just, I just love the occasional middle school drama. Um, uh, um, Dang it. Uh, move out of the way, stupid. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, pins defy gravity. It's the logic. And so why not stick it in my mouth and suck on it? big deal my cactus pen oh surely it wouldn't turn against me it's my beloved cactus pen if it's broke throw it in the trash if it ain't broke don't fix it that's the other thing i've heard about breaking things so 
All right. So this one's called Take Out Terror. Hi, James and John. My name is Lauren. And yours isn't. So I have a story for you. My name is Lauren. This is my first story. But my brother Joshua submitted a story a while ago. I am the sister in his story that's called I Have Dirt. So he rudely didn't include my name. Well, you know what? I bet you, Laura, that if he had, you would have been mad at him because he did it without your permission. So I, I think he did the safe thing. And you're doing the right thing. You're writing in, setting the story straight, telling your own story called Take Out Terror. Some important things to know about me. I am 20. That is important to know because otherwise I imagine that every story that comes in is from a 12-year-old. And that's the truth. I'm 20 and I'm deathly afraid of anything creepy and crawly. Like to the point where I freeze up and I have to get someone else to take care of bugs for me. So I was babysitting right after my day job. And by the time my parents got home, I was it was really late, like 1030. But they live out in the boonies and... I had a 30 minute drive through winding roads and wilderness until I returned to my hometown. Unfortunately, when I arrived at the family's house five hours ago, I had missed their dinner time, leaving me really, really hungry. And as almost every Southern person knows, one of the only things that is open late is cookout. Now I am Southern and uh, I don't know about cookout fresh burgers barbecue, hot dogs, and shakes. Let me see where their locations are. Their locations are all in South and North Carolina in about a 200 mile radius. So first of all, I'm going to get on to you because North and South Carolina are barely the South. Barely. Okay. We barely claim you. South Carolina Definitely Southern, but North Carolina, I don't know. And secondly, nobody knows about cookout. Nobody outside of your state and the state that is above you and a little bit of Virginia, a little bit of Virginia, but there's not a single one South of Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. So let's just say North Carolina and Virginia actually. Let me rephrase what I had said before that there's not a single one in South Carolina. It's Virginia and North Carolina. And that's definitely not the South. Definitely not. So I, I'm mm, mm, mm. Mm. so anyway, we don't know about your weird cookout dinner place. It's a weird name for eat out place anyway. So, so anyway, For those of you that aren't familiar with cookout, which is everyone else in the entire world, it's a mishmash of fast food and is not known for being the most amazing food. And it doesn't sound like it. I mean, I heard the name and immediately I was like, cookout. It sounds like somebody had a cookout and this place goes around and picks up all the leftovers and sells it over the counter to its customers. That's what I imagined. But it's cheap, she says, and it gets the job done. And I personally love their hush puppies. What? Those are supposed to be at at, at, at uh, uh, Captain D's, and 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 I think one other fast food seafood place, and that's it. 
Anyway, after ordering my chicken quesadilla, hush puppies, what? And, and a huge sweet tea. Yeah, that's the size at cookout. I can get behind that now. I can get behind that. But chicken quesadillas and hush puppies, what in the world? What is going on at cookout? But a huge sweet tea. I'm 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 down with that. That is a size. What size you want? You want a little one? You want a, a big one? Or you want huge? I want the huge sweet tea. So anyway, she pulled through the drive-thru and pulled up behind the car ahead of her in line. I had my window still rolled down from ordering as I waited. And I pulled out my phone to scroll through Instagram to pass the time. By the grace of God, I happened to look up, catching a little bit of movement in my peripheral vision, only to see the biggest roach I have ever seen in my life scuttling across my windshield. Okay, it is the South. It is the South. If you have those nasty giant roaches that live outside, then you're in the South. I'll give you that. But it was running across her windshield in the direction of her open window. I sprang into action, whimpering frantically as I pulled the button to roll up my window. The roach was charging and the window took its sweet freaking time calmly rolling up. I heard the kind of music you hear in tense parts of movies in my head. Thankfully, my window rolled up just in time. I used my phone's flashlight to check my car just in case the roach somehow had slid through the crack and rounded the corner and made it in. I was safe. I breathed a huge sigh of relief and thanked God that I had been spared. She's having church right there in the front seat. But as the car ahead of me pulled away, I was faced with a brand new problem now. Was the giant demon roach still on my car? Would it get me if I opened my window? That is a legitimate concern right there. As I drove up, a million thoughts ran through my head. Should I abandon my food? Should I climb out the passenger side and go around? I, I sat in my car debating what to do as the cashier looked at my tinted window quizzically, waiting for me to roll it down and just hand him the credit card. Like a normal person, I did the only thing I could think of, which wasn't absolutely crazy. And actually, it's pretty genius. I opened my notes app on my phone. I turned up the brightness and typed, is there a giant bug on my car? <laughs> and flashed it at the cashier. <laughs> the cashier leaned all the way out the window to read my message and then looked over the roof and the sides of my car, the side facing him, of course, and shook his head. There was not a giant bug. So I rolled down my window a tiny bit and quickly explained the story. He gave my car another once over, assuring me that it must be gone. And I handed him my card and rolled up the window. Anyway, after I got my food, he asked me if I was going to be okay. <laughs> Probably will end up as one of those crazy customer stories people in retail and food service tell to their coworkers. I was also so paranoid that the demon roach had survived the ride home from cookout that when I pulled into my spot at the house, armed with my throat spray and my flashlight, I jumped out to survey my car. Demon roach had crawled back into the abyss far away to harass someone else at cookout, apparently. And I went inside my house to eat my quesadilla and gnash puppies, nasty puppies in peace. Sorry, this story was so long, but I hope you enjoyed it. I love the show. Keep up the great work, Lauren. Lauren. 
You are a hot mess. That's what they call you down where I'm from. Goodness, those roaches, though. I, I get it. I get it. And yeah, what are you going to do? Roll the window down and the roach just comes right back on in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He would say. I was coming to creep you out anyway. Oh, man, this one doesn't have a title for some reason because James is lax to talk to that guy. This is from Tony. Hello, James and John. I have a story to tell you guys, but first I want to tell you about how amazing you are. I love these. That's why I put them in the show. I love John and his voices and uh, slightly disturbing laughs. I I don't understand that. Okay. I mean, he does that sometimes, right? Or he's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Doesn't he do that? <laughs> and I love it because that's what he does when he doesn't want to laugh at something. He knows it's bad. <laughs> he's afraid. He's constantly living in fear. I hope you guys know this. He's constantly living in fear that the wrong person at his church is going to find the show. <laughs> and they're, they're going to listen. And then they're going to, they're going to be horrified, you know, some Karen lady or something, you know, you told about Santa Claus and, and, and she's going to get a, a group of people together and go to the pastor and demand his resignation. So that's, that's, that's why he, he always tries to only laugh at the fun, at the clean stuff, you know, the pure, I should say stuff, because everything's clean. <laughs> he does laughs like that <laughs> anyway uh i love john's voices and his slightly disturbing laughs and i love it when james rants is on the on the verge of cuts uh, cussing i don't, i'm never on the verge of cussing i just run out of words to say and it sounds like i was trying to stop a curse word i don't swear i i promise i sound like someone that would be really good at it and my mom, who I sound a lot like, um, really is a good swearer. Boy, she can peel the paint off the walls. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't curse. And if I, yeah, it's, it's like uh, Spider Pan said in the chat room just now, I wouldn't curse anyway. I would cuss. And uh, wh- white people curse, but uh, some of us will cuss you out. But anyway, if I was going to do it, I'd do it properly. I, you know, what What do they say? It's better to go to hell on a bar stool than a church pew. I, if I was going down, I'd <laughs> I'd ride it the whole way. So <laughs> anyway, uh, 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 keep it up. You guys are perfect for a clean, totally family friendly, non-suggestive. <laughs> Wait a minute. We've never said we weren't suggestive. Completely mature. What are you? Where are you getting this from? Are you just picking words at random? Comedy podcast. What? Nobody said we were funny. Okay, that was the nice part of me. Now on to the other side. So my dad works as a truck driver and he works from 2 a.m. Ah, sorry, 2 p.m. to around 4 in the morning. As a normal and humane citizen of America, he uses truck stop bathrooms. No, no, you know the secret. You know the secret. Matter of fact, I, I wanted to put a post up because... The normal thing that truck drivers do, if you don't know, is they pee in bottles and then they hurl the bottles out the window on the side of the highway. And so I was going to put a post up on Facebook that said, hey, I keep finding these bottles of lemonade on the side of the road. Who wants to buy one? But it's too gross. Too gross. And um, 
too many of my Facebook friends are, uh, they, they, they remember me as their pastor. <laughs> so could you imagine if your pastor made a joke like that? It would, it might, it might cause a crisis of faith and I don't want to do that to anybody. So I have to reel it in and save it for the, uh, for the Facebook group. If, if you don't know, uh, we, we do have a Facebook group. If you didn't know, um, it's at, uh, Facebook slash group slash NL cast. And, uh, there's a lot of good people in there and uh, like core people. So if you want to become a core podcast person, uh, there's two ways to do it. One would be a, you know, be a contributor via Patreon, but the other one is jump in there on the, uh, Facebook group. But anyway, so his, she's joking when she says her dad works and does what a normal humane citizen of America would do. She, uh, he uses truck stops, bathrooms, but nobody else does. It's like kids in a pool. No one in the history of the universe has ever seen a kid get out of a pool and go to the bathroom and come back. They, they, it doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. The floor of the bathroom at the YMCA is dry. Um, Anyway, instead of going into a bucket or whatever, he, he, he is older than you, James and John combined. Wow. Wow. That's old. Cause I thought I was old, but not really, but I'm just trying to emphasize that he has an excuse for doing this. So he went and he used the bathroom and he came out and he saw a complete doofus walking around with a gorgeous fluffy white tail that was blowing in the night wind made from toilet paper. Uh, I've never seen that happen to a dude. <laughs> never seen that on a dude. Seen it on a few women, but never on a dude. That would be like a bucket list thing. You'd check that off. Like, dude had a toilet paper tail. The man was not very smart about not realizing he had an angel rat's tail up his butt crack, but uh, flapping around that someone else had to come up and tell him about. The man laughed and fixed the problem. And when my dad told me this, he had a good laugh about it. And he started, I started asking him questions like, did the man have a beard? No. Did he have long hair? No. Was he bald? Yes. And then I saw a smile creep across my dad's face for this was the exact description of my father. Apparently my dad had nearly fooled me about a story in which he was the not so very smart person. And he tried to pass it off like it was some other dude. I hope you enjoyed my story. I did. I did enjoy your story. Tony from Washington, which is in the U.S., which is in North America, which is on Earth, which is in our solar system, which is in the Milky Way galaxy, which is in our universe, which is in between millions, try billions, my friend, of other universes, which are all created by God. Peace out, Tony. Tony got some religion in there. Bless God. Well, well, we'll play a little. Oh, Tony. You got some religion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, cause the earth is created. Seven days. Yeah, yeah. Even though everyone thinks we're insane for believing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the dinosaurs is weird. Mm-hmm. Some people say they were put there just to test our faith, but I don't believe that. No, I just 
personally think the earth is not as old as people think it is and that's how I deal with it yeah honestly I don't care I just don't believe I don't believe I don't believe I came from a monkey and I find it a little funny that scientists would smart as they are would like to believe <laughs> then we were flinging poo just a few million years ago mm. yeah but no matter how old the earth is uh, ooh, ooh, I'm with Tony you know, if it's 10,000 or 10 million, I don't care. I still believe that God is in control. And this has been your religious break for the show. And I don't have a fade out for this sound effect, so it's just going to stop in just a second. There it goes. Stop. Ambiance ended. Uh, hey, James and John, I'd like to share a story with you. That's uh, both a terrible memory and a treasure. Uh, see how they did that treasure. Once upon a time, my sister, my cousin, and I bought tickets to see a favorite band of ours in Boston. I was 21. The other two were 18. Because I was both bad with directions and afraid of city driving, my younger cousin confidently drove us to Massachusetts while I read the Google Maps to her. She couldn't see the map, and I couldn't explain the map. So the drive was full of many arguments and what we like to call scream laughter. <laughs> can, I can imagine. Multiple times we got in the wrong lane, so I rolled down my window and politely told the people next to us that we were going to be cutting them off, and you'd be surprised how well that worked. Well, that's because you're female. It doesn't work when you're not a cute girl. I'm going to tell you that right now. When you're a fat old guy, they're like, the heck you are. Anyway, we arrived in Massachusetts. We parked our car. We boarded the train to get to the city. We would have just enough time to grab some dinner before the concert until we realized that our concert tickets were back in the freaking car. Ugh. It's the worst. This reminds me of my story of when I tried to go see all those uh, Marvel movies that time. You guys remember that? I don't remember what the episode was, but somebody will. Our, our train, our train, our train arrived and we had just enough time to get one bag of Cheetos from a vending machine before we had to board another train going back to our car. That is the worst. We knew this mistake would cost us our dinner, so we sadly rationed out the bag of Cheetos and tried to keep our spirits high. Once we were back in the city, we fumbled helplessly through the subway system to find our venue and the signs and the schedules looked like a foreign language to me and panic and confusion was written all over my face. Thankfully, we had a few kind souls stop and ask us if they could help us find our way because you're girls. <laughs> I'm not, this is not in any way sexist. I'm just saying this is a perk that you guys don't realize you have. Nobody stops and asks a 47, 48-year-old man, hey, man, you look confused. You look confused because they don't want to offend us. 
because men get offended when you offer them advice. So, you know, it's our own fault. I'm saying so. Anyway, there was a Boston Bruins game and a Red Sox game happening the same night. So the city was packed and I was terrified that we would lose each other. I was constantly catching my younger sister getting distracted and lagging behind. And because of her shorter stature, we walked a lot slower or she walked a lot slower than the rest of us. So we made a rule that my cousin would lead. My sister would stay in the middle and I would bring up the rear without this rule. We would have surely lost that girl exhausted and starving. We arrived at the venue barely on time. We immediately regretted buying the cheaper standing room tickets because there was no room on the stage floor and the balconies were shoulder to shoulder and four rows deep. We couldn't see a stinking thing. And the security guards were very diligent in reminding us that we were not allowed to stand in the standing room only area. We wandered into the highest floor and watched the concert sitting on stairs at the very back of the building. The concert was amazing, but our joy quickly faded because it was very late and we needed to make it back before the train going to our car stopped for the night. That's scary. Tired, starving, and wildly out of our comfort zones, we boarded the wrong train. We realized we were going further into the city rather than heading out, so we quickly got off at the next stop. It was dark and creepy, and we looked at the maps, and we argued about what to do next. And I called my husband crying and angry that he didn't come with us in the first place. In order to catch the next train, we had to cross a few tracks. And for some reason, I really, really thought that the tracks had electricity flowing through them and that we shouldn't cross. Well, I think you're right. I think you're right. And you shouldn't have crossed the tracks. That's what crazy people do. That's how you die. Do you want to die? Because that's how you die. I, I just want to put this out there as a public statement to everyone listening to the show. If you live in a city where there are a metro underground like Atlanta or something, don't jump down and go across the tracks and jump back up because that's how you die. Okay. Anyway, she says, and in order to catch the next train, we had to cross a few tracks. And, uh, I have mentioned that I am not a, I'm not a city girl at all. I was raised in a town with zero stoplights. We argued until the girls outvoted me. And to my embarrassment, we didn't get electrocuted. That's because you stopped. You didn't hit the third rail. Somehow, magically. Man, there must have been people, people watching you, placing bets. Had 9-1 typed into their phone so they could hit one one more time when it happened. But I guess that's a good thing because we barely made the last train to in our car and to our car and there weren't any really fast food places open anymore. So we ended up getting some cheese sticks. Mmm, That's what you want when you're starving apples and a microwave soup cup. Yum, yum, yum. I assume you kept these all separate because together it sounds like a homeless goulash. Just the kind of dinner I wanted after the most stressful night of my young adult life. Thanks for reading, Olivia, Michaela, and Allie. And I read this because it's called A Comedy of Errors. And as I read through it, I I felt a kinship to the three of them. And it's pretty much a description of the last month of my life. 
with my medications, my doctor visits, many doctor visits, many medications, many trials and errors, things that weren't supposed to go the way they wanted to go. And I could really relate to the leaving the tickets back in the car. It's funny because I live in the city. And so when I go out, I don't, I don't, I, and I have depression, so I, I don't go out often. And so when I go out, it's usually to the, to the Walgreens, you know, to get my prescription. And I usually like to try to bundle up all the things I have to do outside at one time. So I don't have to go out more than once. And, um, I get my medicine and I have to hide it because I live in the city. And if somebody sees a medication bottle, you know, sitting down there on your seat, they're going to break in and they're going to steal it because they like drugs around here. And, uh, I could tell them, Hey, it's not going to do anything. (laughs) If you're me, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to change anything. But, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I could just relate because there's many times I, like I said, I hide it in my truck. I'll go into the target. I'll get the thing I need. I'll come back to it and go home and go up the stairs and unlock the door, lock it back behind me, put the items on the counter, go to take my medicine and realize I left it in the glove compartment of my truck and have to do it all again. And it doesn't sound like a big deal, but when you're depressed and you have no energy, everything's a big deal. Well, anyway. Hey, I forgot something. Um, um, the treasure story, as voted by John and myself, I sent him, you know, a copy of all the stories. The uh, treasure story was it was "Take Out Terror" by Lauren. Lauren, congratulations! You are one of the finalists in the treasure competition. Remember, hers was great, where she had the roach trying to get into her house or into her car, and she wrote a note on her phone to have the guy at the drive-thru help her out. So we thought that was pretty stinking hilarious. Congratulations. There's one more slot. It could be you. So send your stories, hashtag treasure to James at NLcast.com. That is the show. I hope you enjoyed it. A little longer than normal, which is weird. Anyway, do you have a funny life story? Of course you do. Everybody does. That's what keeps this ball bouncing. Whatever your story is, send it email or audio to that story show at gmail.com. And if we use your story, we owe you a sticker. Email us your address. Don't forget about the contest. Next week is the deadline. Next Wednesday and then next Thursday we announce it. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash NLcast. Thanks for our patrons for your support with special thanks to producers James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Carrie Wright, and Christopher Tynan. Support the work we do and get more from your favorite podcast today at patreon.com slash that story show. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed, don't get depressed, just think, hey, this belongs on that story show. I want to say a special thank you to Carrie Wright, who sent me something amazing through our P.O. Box. You can find out about our P.O. Box at the website, um, which was uh, thatstoryshow.com. But she sent me a cross-stitched Buzz Lightyear, and it's beautiful. And I cannot wait to frame it and put it on my wall. It is beautiful, and it's almost my birthday, and I bet she didn't even know that. And 
So it's like a birthday present from all of you. I love it. So anyway, John, I miss you. Hope you guys enjoyed your super long show. Don't say it was your favorite. Remember. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.